0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Hello and welcome to SBK Edge Rush Extra. We never forget the extra Crystal Tom Collins. And I gotta say. I feel pretty bittersweet about this. It's always great working with you. It is always great to be on the eve of the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. But then at the same time, the divisional round means, let me do the maths quickly, seven games of the season left. And I'm not including the Pro Bowl, quite frankly. (laughs) Seven games of the season left. How do we get here?
0: Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Because you spend from February until August every year just waiting and waiting and waiting for the NFL, looking at the draft, watching the combine. Just reading off-season off news stories that you can you know, get yourself involved in because the NFL was off for such a huge portion of the year. And then when it starts, it feels like it's over instantly. I can't believe it. We're, we're coming to the end of the season. I actually think the Pro Bowl was quite decent this year, I have to say. But uh, yeah, only we'll save a handful that. of games left.
1: We'll save that for another show. I'm looking forward to seeing your uh, prop bets on the Pro Bowl, that's for sure. Now, uh, <laughs> you joined us uh, very kindly over on SBK. Edge Rush with me and Propo. And that is where we made our Drew lock picks, our Taylor Heineke Acker. And of course, Propo's Prop Bet of the Week. So head on over to that, uh, it's on the Nat Kim Show podcast feed uh, for more stylings and profilings, as the great Ric Flair would say. But we're going to drill down in even more detail on each of the four divisional round games right now recap where we're leaning, but also maybe look at one or two other bits of value and other two angles that we uh, see in the games. Let's do it in chronological order. We're starting with the Jags. Chiefs in Arrowhead, of course. That game, incidentally, get the plug in live on Talk Sport 2. Make sure you join me and PropO for that from 9 o'clock for all. The coverage and build-up 9.30. It kicks off, and unsurprisingly, Crystal Tom, the Kansas City Chiefs' heavy favorites. Not quite double-digit favorites, but knocking on the door. And therein lies the problem. In its last nine home games, Kansas City are 1-7-1 against the spread. We love the Chiefs. The public loves the Chiefs. But rarely do the Chiefs cover, particularly when they are heavy favorites.
0: Yeah, you're spot on there. Uh, the home record is not spectacular. And in fact, they're, they're against the spread record this year in general. is isn't that good either. It's 7-10. So, you know, the Chiefs at this stage aren't really a team that you want to be taking on the handicap. However, there is a big however here. I know they are eight and a half point favorites in this matchup, but last week we saw the Jaguars go down by a huge total at halftime. The opposition are well capable of putting up points against this Jacksonville team. And I know that Trevor Lawrence brought his, uh, his inspired unit back to, to rack up more points than, than the Chargers and eventually get the W in that game. But at the same time, the Chiefs are different to the Chargers. This Chiefs team is explosive. Every single player they have on offense is explosive. And what I want to say is that this matchup back in week 10, the Chiefs were nine and a half point favorites and they eventually won by 10. It was 27-17, could have been a lot bigger uh, margin there as well. The Chiefs drove down the field at the end of the game, but it was over. There was a 10-point lead. They just took a knee. Uh, And also previously in the game, they had plenty of chances to rack up points. But Mahomes didn't really play a Mahomes-style game. Uh, Mm. He missed a couple of throws at crucial stages. So they could have won by more than 10 points. They still covered the spread. I think they're going to cover the spread in this game too. But that comes with the caveat that this could be a shootout. There could be a lot of points on offer here. And if that does happen, maybe it is a one score game. Maybe it's seven points you're you're thinking after. Why have I taken eight and a half? But I I, I will be taking eight and a half in my ACCA against the spread this week.
1: Yeah, I like the Chiefs as well uh, to cover, despite some of those numbers historically leading you the other way, I guess to counter the balance a little bit. Mahomes 4-0 in divisional rounds. Uh, and never thrown an interception, three and two against the spread when favored by seven or more in the playoffs. Looking at some anytime touchdown scorer options, the guru Sandrini over on FFS, our fancy show, was talking about Jerick McKinnon, who's, mm. uh, as he described, a very interesting and unorthodox running back in the sense that you often will see him in goal to go situations in the red zone. He is a decent bet. Uh, in that respect, leading all players with six receiving touchdowns off plays inside uh, the red zone from weeks 13 to 18. The other player I want to ask you about is Travis Kelsey key in on him because the Jags, well, the defensive DVOA doesn't lie. They're ranked 32nd in the NFL in defending tight ends. So is Travis Kelsey going to go off either as an anytime touchdown scorer or indeed the over under on receiving yards?
0: Yeah, I think Travis Kelsey right now is the favourite for any time touchdown score, around 8-11 to 11 with SBK. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Kelsey got a touchdown or two and uh, hit the over in receiving yards. When they played back in Week 10 against the Jaguars, Travis Kelsey had six catches for 81 yards and a touchdown on seven targets. So he was extremely effective in that game. He's the obvious play, though, isn't he, Kelsey? You're not getting much value for your cash there, despite the fact the probability of it happening is quite high. I love the fact you mentioned Jarrett McKinnon. He's a guy who wasn't really featured in that game against Jacksonville back in week 10. Mm. But every time now you see them say they're third and goal, there's two yards to go. There is no way Mahomes is looking anywhere else other than McKinnon. He lines up in the backfield and he runs a two yard and out to the, to the pylon. And every single time he's open and gets the ball. So McKinnon's very interesting uh, for an end time touchdown play. I think he's currently just around even money, which is good value. Same price as Isaiah Pacheco probably my favourite player outside the
1: Packers You this love Pacheco, no? Yeah, so oh, do I. I what an explosive player. You know, just on McKinnon, I hope he's got a decent agent. I hope his agent has looked very carefully at clauses his contract for touchdown bonuses because if he has, then uh, he's <laughs> going to be a very, they're both going to be very happy people right now. Uh, all right. So we like the Chiefs a lot in that spot. What about the total? Uh, the total
0: right now is set at 52 and a half. It's an interesting number, isn't it? Because this mm. could be a shootout as we've already touched on. This could be, it could—it's good could top sixty points basically. It could be thirty-four, thirty. It could be forty plus for the Chiefs. So, it's a game yeah. where I'd be tempted to take the over, but I don't really have much luck in over/under. I have to say, I'm not—I mean, if you've been tuning into SBK Edge Rush over on the Nat Coom Show, I haven't put up a single over or under as my Drew Lock of the week at all this year, purely because I just don't have much luck and success in doing it. So, mm. it's not a line that I'll be playing. I know that Propo is probably keen on either the over or under, but uh, I'll stick to the spread.
1: Uh, Just on that, if you are thinking about it, even if you're leaning Kansas City for the win and indeed for the cover, their defense ranking 20th overall in passing uh, defense in terms of football outside of DVOA. So do you think that with Christian Kirk rolling that Trevor Lawrence can uh, lay a few blows or maybe even a sneaky backdoor cover as well? I don't know. Uh, Let's hope not, because we're both liking uh, the Chiefs to cover. Giants eagles next. Is this the end of the road for the brilliant Brian Dable's 2022 New York Giants, who nobody saw coming? I mean, some of the preseason totals in terms of total wins for the Giants over unders were sitting kind of four or five, right? So uh, extraordinary that they've had a winning season. Extraordinary that they are not just in the playoffs, but they're in the divisional round. Around a Danny Dimes, the performance <laughs> of his career. Surely, surely you can't replicate this against. One of the best defenses in the NFL, particularly because they rank sixth in defensive DVOA, first in passing DVOA. And we all know, as the NFL sack leaders with 70 on the clock, mm. Crystal Tom, this is an altogether different proposition to the Minnesota Vikings defense in the wildcard round. Well, it just cost their defensive coordinator his job. They were so bad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they were really bad against the Giants last week. Uh, Every single time Danny Dimes had the ball, it seemed like all of his wide receivers were open. And we can't forget this wide receiver room is probably one of the worst in the league. Now that's judging by paper. Obviously the receivers have been performing in recent weeks, but when you look down and see Isaiah Hodgins, Darius Slayton, as the two top wide receivers. Kenny Galladay can't even get on the field. It's just ridiculous. So, Plenty of uh, impetus is going to be based on uh, Saquon Barkley's performance as per every week for the Giants. If he gets rolling then the Giants could easily cover, the line is currently Eagles minus seven and a half. It's a number where you're almost tempted to take the Giants, right? Because seven and a half just seems safe. It feels really safe. It's over one score. You could get very unlucky and the Eagles could go for a two-point conversion. But uh, that seems unlikely in the majority of games. So it's a number that seems safe. And I actually would take the Giants plus seven and a half.
1: You'll take the Giants to cover. That's interesting. And there's a lot of money <laughs> that, that came in on the Eagles. Because a line opened at seven, right? So a lot of yeah. money came in fast early on from the Sharps.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, my, my feeling is the Eagles will win this game uh, straight up. But at the same time, I think they're going to be rusty early on. Jalen Hurts has obviously missed a few games in the mm. back uh, back end of the season. This offense will have to get more acclimatized to his uh, leadership and the snap and et cetera, how he throws the ball, how he anticipates the wide receivers when he anticipates them to look over their shoulder and the ball to be there. Uh, completely different to, to what the backup QB has been doing there in Philly. So I think they could be rusty in the first quarter, maybe in, even into the second quarter, and that could allow the Giants to get some points on the board. Mm. I actually think the over-under of the first quarter, I don't actually know if we have a market for this on SBK, but I think it will hit the under if it's around seven. And, it's normally seven and a half, right, for a first quarter. I think it's going to hit the under. I think it's going to be very cagey early mm. on in this game. And I think as, as Isaiah Hodgkins can get open uh, on a number of uh, routes. It's just depending on whether Barkley and this offensive line for the Giants can keep the pass defense and rush defense away from Philly. Yeah. I think that's the key here.
1: Absolutely. It's going to be won or lost in the trenches for sure. Interesting number on the giants against top 10 defenses. This is via the New York times made this point. The, because they've had a reasonably straightforward schedule. Like I don't want to rain on day parade. It's, he's, he's been mm-hmm. incredible. They've been incredible, but when they've been going up against top 10 defenses this season, two, four and one. Right. Yeah. But, and here's the, but if you're looking at that line of seven and a half, all but one of those games were decided by eight points or fewer. So, yeah. yeah, the Giants keeping it close is an interesting one and the Jalen Hurts, where's he going to be, the shoulder, how are they looking at using him without getting arrogant and cocky because they're heavy favorites because they've got the best record in football. Of course they're going to be looking one eye ahead in terms of how they're utilizing him in this game. So Miles Sanders season that he's had could be seeing a lot of the ball. Other player to keep an eye on, courtesy of the Guru Sandrini over on FFS Richie James, he's in mm-hmm. our our uh, show daily fantasy team this week and richie james he likes because of how good this eagle secondary is the deep threat and outside and he likes the fact that richie james might be uh picking up a lot of traction uh on the shorter form game so uh that could be worth he could be worth a look in terms of over total yardage there all right i like the eagles to cover despite the awkward number i think seven and a half it's the end of the road sadly for the giants and i think the eagles win this uh certainly by a touchdown and i'm going to take them at seven and a half tougher to call some might say although if you listen to SBK edge rush you know it's my true lock of the week bengals bills five and a half points the bengals are getting propo went into one of the longest rants in the history of sports broadcasting on that (laughs) on that very show about why he felt the bengals Feels the Bengals are being disrespected. As you well know, Crystal Tom, I wholly concur with Propo. I understand why this line is as it is. Obviously, the home field advantage to begin with, and some Bengals fans are grieved about that. We're not going to go there. The offensive line banged up. And further news there is it looks highly likely now that Jonah Williams isn't going to start. Alex Kappa's out. And of course, Leo Collins out. So three of their five starters out. Big, big problems. They, uh, you would think, when that is the case, and you're getting into the divisional round. The counter argument that we made over on SBK Edge Rush, and why it's my Drew Lock of the week. Burrows getting rid of the ball faster than virtually anybody in the NFL. I think only Brady has got a faster release this season. Two point four nine seconds per release and he was getting banged up last season anyway, and they made it mm. all the way to the Super Bowl. The Bills don't have an incisive pass rush post Von Miller as well, they're kind of middle of the pack, even slightly lower than that. So I don't think it's necessarily, unlike the Eagles, a team that could particularly capitalize with these injury issues for the Cincinnati Bengals. And finally, when I look across the field, look at matchups, and particularly offensively, I don't think the Bills are a in rhythm. And a B close right now in terms of performance from their key players. I think in most areas, quarterback, let's call it a push, but pretty much everywhere else, Diggs, Chase, maybe we'll call it a push. Although Diggs hasn't been in great form over the last eight, nine weeks. I think the Bengals have the edge. So I like the Bengals to cover here.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting point. I'm also with you with the Bengals to cover. Five and a half points just seems far too big, right? should Mm. be two and a half or three. That's what I was anticipating when I was looking at this game. Because this is the one... Game this week where you would think this could literally go either way. There, or oh, I think the other three games have a clear favorite. Obviously, a shock could happen, but at the same time, there's a clear outright favorite to progress. This game, Bengals have every chance. They have uh, quality in each position to actually beat the Bills straight up without it being a shock. So, mm. five and a half points just seems, you know, a bit conservative uh, from the traders right now. And yeah, you've touched on Joe Burrows performing fantastically well this year. Jamar Chase, he's just the guy that turns up in big occasions, isn't he? We saw that last year. We, we've seen it this year, despite the injuries. He's going to turn up again uh, on Sunday. So I fully expect the Bengals to put up plenty of points. The over-under is set to 49. This would actually be a game where I would be keen on the over. Uh, both mm-hmm. defences are good. Luana Rumo's group, uh, the Bengals, is fantastic. The Bills' defence. Jordan Poy is probably my favourite defensive player outside of the Packers from, you know, head over heart decision. Well, but. um <laughs> yeah, of course. But uh, you can't do it all on your own as a safety. Um, you need the rest of the group to, to turn up as well. So I don't know. The Bills have been a bit inconsistent on defense this year. We saw that last week against Miami as well, who almost caused a shock. I actually think that that result last week, albeit they weren't very impressive, and I did actually tip the Bills minus 13 as my Drew Locke, which lost. Um, I think that will cause some sort of shock and, and uh, more. Um, impetus and and, uh, Mm. poise into Josh Allen I think he's Mm -hmm. going to become a better quarterback throughout these playoffs I think he's going to zone in and lock in on his receivers Dave Davis has been a bit disappointing this year Mm. he's had a few drops his routes haven't been great but I think he's going to turn up as a second receiver and help this Bills offense uh, accumulate enough points to win games so I think the Bills win outright but
1: I like the Bengals plus five and a half to cover the spread I love the Bengals to cover the spread. I'm actually going to take a little look at the Bengals straight up money line as well. I like the Bengals. In this, you know, I've been on the Bengals train all season long. You mentioned Anna Romo, Overwhelmingly one of the best defensive minds in the NFL right now. And yeah, I think that Burrow gets it done. I'm just not buying. You have to rely on Cole Beasley to get you to the AFC Championship. I'm not buying that. I'm sorry, Cole. I'm not buying that. All right. <laughs> Let's wrap things up with Cowboys 49ers. Maybe the game that is dividing most opinion. I think looking across the NFL nation, the 49ers, where are they standing? Obviously favorites. Where are they standing now? What's the line saying?
0: Well, the line in this game has moved uh, Mm. from three and a half to four points, which in my opinion is no surprise whatsoever. Um, Much like the last game where I just said that it could have been two and a half, three point favorites uh, for the bills. And they were actually five and a half. Um, I looked at this game and thought,
1: why aren't the 49ers five and a five and a half six point favorites over the Cowboys? And they were just so What's three going on? And a half is it just is yeah. it just recency bias? Dak, I had an incredible game. Is that what is going on here? That and the the Cowboys, of course, America's team darlings, of course of of, of the Joe's out there. Is that what we're seeing? Just a lot of love piling on the Cowboys based on what we saw last week. Yeah,
0: I I think so. It must be that Dak Dak Prescott obviously played better against Tampa Bay, so people may be anticipating that Dak's actually going to turn up this week rather than a couple of below par performances to end the regular season. Right. And we see this in other sports as well. In horse racing, for example, one of the leading trainers, if they have a horse in there, the horse is going to be underpriced because we know that horse can, uh, that trainer can produce uh, a a horse that's well above average. Mm. We see in football, Man United, Man City, Liverpool are always going to be short prices, no matter if they're playing Real Madrid or whoever in, in. the Champions League so there's kind of a public bias towards these uh, popular teams or, or horse racing uh, horses for example so maybe the Cowboys is that uh, selection in the NFL and that's why the line is downright wrong I'm just mm. going to say it. I, I think the 49ers is four or three and a half was when we covered it on Wednesday first because edge rush it was three and a half I think that's a great bet I think it's the bet of the week now
1: yeah right you loved it do Yeah. and what about the total in this because uh, there seems to be a lot of buzz about the under where is it sitting right now mm.
0: Yeah, the over-under is set to 46.5 points, mm. which is an interesting number, isn't
1: it? I'm not sure I'm buying the under there. I think I think if I'm going to take, I probably won't take the total, but if I do, I think mm. I would lean over. The 49ers, giving up the points is definitely my play in this game. and I love the fact that you have confidence on it, Crystal Tom. I think that is is one of the plays of the week. I'm not buying this Cowboys team at all. No. And I think the, pur- the Purdy train rolls on. All this talk. Got into a bit on FFS about Brady going to San Francisco. It's his childhood team. It's written in the Mm. stars. They're not going to want even the great Tom Brady. They're not going to need him. They're not going to need him. (laughs) Purdy, maybe. Purdy for MVP, Super Bowl MVP. We called it a few weeks back. I Get on it now. Get on it now. What what an incredible
0: story. What an incredible story that would be. This is the guy who was the last pick in the NFL draft. He was unconsidered uh, going into the draft as a player that any team would want on their roster, on their depth chart. He's outperformed all expectations. He's been phenomenal all season since he's come in for Jimmy Garoppolo when he suffered that injury. He was the third-string quarterback. Some didn't even think he was going to make the roster. They thought he was going to be on the practice squad because obviously Trey Lance started the season as QB1. And also, I want to just touch on that over-under as well. Mm. Uh, sorry for throwing to you by you Why are you having a drink, by the way? That was bad from me. No um, problem at all. Like, I, I handled it just like
1: what- Roxana <laughs> being thrown into the deep end.
0: <laughs> you did uh, but the 49ers have put up 33 or more points in 6 their last 7 games so with the over under 46.5 if they hit that total again mm. all you need from Dallas is 2 touchdowns so the over does look quite interesting there mm. and one other player I want to mention because That's I have Eric. mentioned a couple of uh, Isaiah Pacheco Jordan Poya players like that Talanoa Hufonga. what you a love guy him. Now, you love him. <laughs> what a guy this man is Troy Polamalo 2.0 he is fantastic safety for the 49ers i feel like i'm channeling my inner jay bell here in the way i'm saying this but uh he's a guy (laughs) who's gonna be a serious player in this league for years to come he seems to always be where the ball is no matter what play has gone on whether it's a running play he's at the line of scrimmage making the tackle if it's a a 40 yard go route he's the guy there that is coming in with a, a pass deflection or a tip uh he's just phenomenal he seems to be all across the field and if this game does get into a last uh, gasp drive for Dak Prescott and the Cowboys to press into uh, the conference round of the playoffs. And they need a deep throw to make up 30, 40 yards for a, for a field goal. Who is going to be there. And I wouldn't want to be um, Dak Prescott making that long field pass down down the field when Funga's looking at me straight in the eyes oh, for 40 boy. yards. Scary I, man.
1: I could just see Kellen Moore right now just standing on the sidelines, barely able yeah. to look with his hands over his face. Uh, well, you've now officially... Uh, started uh, and not only started, but have taken the mantle of chairman of the Havanga UK fan club. Uh, we will make sure that. he understands that. Let's hey, maybe try and get him on the show in the off season. He was on the talk sports show not so long ago. Actually. So there we go. We've got friends in high places, Crystal Tom friends <laughs> in high places. So we love the 49ers giving up the points there. We love the Bengals with the points in the Bengals bills game divided on the Eagles covering or not. <laughs> so pick your poison there. And we like the Chiefs, despite those numbers against the Chiefs covering historically. We like them to take care of business, and probably the over as well in Kansas City, Jacksonville, plus all of those individual prop bets. There's more where that came from. As I said on SBK Edge Rush Propos Prop Bets of the Week, Ardrew Locks, the Acker and other ideas if you're going to get involved with some action this weekend. And if you are, of course, gamble responsibly, be gambleaware.org. You've got to be 18 plus. One more bit of business, of course. How could I forget? Crystal Tom, if you are a new SBK customer and you bet £10, £30 of free bets coming your way. What's not to love about that? Go well, Crystal Tom. I'm looking forward to catching up for the championship round next week. Take care, bud. Take care. Podcast Network.